This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Welcome to Unity Community of Bend, where uh, all souls are welcome, regardless of socioeconomical background, sexual orientation, race, creed, religion. Even left-handed people are welcome here at Soulshine. And we would like to do our mission statement at this point. Yay. Ready? One, two, one, two, three. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. And here comes Soul Shine. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is not who you're used to seeing, in the, but uh, that's because we're being different this week. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So, uh, hey, you, whether it's Dave up here or not, it still applies. We don't sing from our seats. We sing from our feet. So get up. up this morning with my mind stayed on freedom I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on freedom I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on freedom hallelujah 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 now I should be able to say whatever I want and you echo with State on Freedom. But we're getting out of this eek because uh, <laughs> I'm not very good at playing in it. Walking and talking with my mind. State on Freedom. Had coffee with my cornflakes this morning. And my mind was State on Freedom. I just got to think of something else to say for this part because I'm staying on freedom. Hallelujah. 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 My flag boy and your flag boy are staying on freedom. Jack and Mofino, Anane, we're all staying on freedom. There's nowhere else to go with that. It's okay. Stay on freedom. Hallelujah. 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 All right, we're going to switch gears now. Because this is what it's all about. Big world, I'm gonna let it shine. 
of this morning with my mind. Stayed on freedom. Right. Woke up this morning with my mind. Yeah. Stayed on freedom. Yeah. Woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on freedom. Hallelujah. 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 That was epic. It's time for, this is one of my favorite parts of the Sunday service, and that's a reflective question. And uh, we invite you to choose someone in the audience, someone close by, and we're going to talk about an inspirational show or film that we've seen in our life and how that has affected us, inspired us to new paradigms and new possibilities. And we're going to take a few minutes to, to talk about that. If you can, pick someone you don't live with or just someone who's close by. Okay, so this morning, wait, before celebrations, we have another little new thing. Nico, can you share? Or Nate? See Wow. Now, I know you're all curious about this. See Wow stands for Claire's Words of Wisdom. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this on for right now. So, and I want you all to be excited about this because who knows when lightning will strike and I will have another word of wisdom. So, appreciate, we're going to appreciate this one because we don't know if any more are coming. Um, but this morning, my words of wisdom are, next slide, be a cheerleader. Okay? Yes, those of you that, those of you that watched Ted Lasso, We'll have a little insight into that, right? So be a cheerleader. Now, this word, these words of wisdom were inspired by a post that I saw. A woman who I follow on social media, her wife was running, ran the New York Marathon. And she did this beautiful post about how they went and, and trekked around the city and just cheered her on and cheered everyone on. And just what a powerful thing it was for her to experience that being a cheerleader for others. And she said, this is, these were her words, upon hearing their name, their own name yelled by a stranger, they would perk up a bit, pick up their step, smile, often tear up and carry on. Like the personal love was fuel, like the love was actual fuel for them. If you want to see humanity in all its glory and goodness, go watch a marathon. You don't have to run. The world needs cheerers just as much as the world needs runners. It's true. I saw it. And we were needed, and we were glorious, too. Isn't that beautiful? That, I thought I loved that. And then it reminded me, so I started reflecting on that. And how do we show up? Because, yeah, it's like, oh, we got to go to a marathon. That just sounds so fabulous to do, to be able to do that for people. And then I thought, well, what, how can we show up as cheerleaders in all aspects of our life, right? And I was reflected on, I have a woman, a wise woman, of course, from Unity, 
Robin Ryan, once I was, I was sharing with her some personal stuff about just some parenting issues I was having, and she said, you know what, what we need to remember is that as a parent, our, most, our biggest gift is that we get to be our kids' biggest cheerleaders. And how often do we turn into their biggest critics? Right? And, I was, and so, man, those words constantly resonate for me. And I'm always reminding myself, how do I, how do I show up as the biggest cheerleader? And I am so my one of my sons right there. He, man, this kid was born. That's one of his superpowers, is to be a cheerleader. He is always coming and giving me hugs and saying, Mom, I'm so glad that you're my mom. I appreciate you so much. And what, a, what that does to just to fill your heart. And then... So I'm thinking, I'm all in this zone, right? And then Marilyn Holler, who was a member here for many years, and she, a couple years ago, moved to the Valley. She sent me her celebration. You know what her celebration was this week? Celebration. She said, I'm celebrating that Kevin and Claire are back. Yay, the queen of celebrations and the king of lively talks. And so she showed up as a cheerleader for us, and just, man, our hearts were overflowing with that, and so I just, I, I love that, and then we have our biggest cheerleader, where is Jane hiding today? Oh, are you sitting in the back there? This woman is the biggest cheerleader, she gets queen of cheerleader. If you have not, every one of us in here has probably been touched by her being a cheerleader for us, and that's why you see so many amazing people up here, because she is a cheerleader for them and helping them shine their light, right? So that's my words of wisdom for today. Again, who knows when I'll have another one, but be it sh- how do you show up as a cheerleader? Oh, one of the things I was going to say, I was going to incorporate U-Count. So any of you who know that we have U-Count that goes out where members can s- say, you know, I need help with this, or I'm, I'm having surgery, I need some meals, or I need a ride to the doctor, or I'm looking for housing, or whatever. And... Maybe you can't help them, but how wonderful would it be to send that person an email and say, I am holding you in prayer, I'm holding you in light, and I know that your surgery is going to go beautifully, and you will heal fast, and know that your Unity family is here for you. I'm sorry I'm not able to help with um, supplying a meal or a ride or whatever, but be a cheerleader for them. So lots of, lots of little ways, so think about that. That's my, that's my message for the day. So... Be a cheerleader. All right, and now for celebrations. Hang on, we have a couple from online. Lisa Jordan, well, we have one from online. Lisa Jordan is celebrating that her daughter just got engaged to a man that she, they, her family absolutely loves. So yay, Lisa, we're con- congratulating you on that. All right, and here, Dave had his hand. I mean, J- Jim. Yes, Jim. I'm celebrating an amazing board retreat yesterday. Uh, the, I have to say the, the board is such an, an amazingly harmonious and productive board, and unfortunately, several of us are getting off. I've had six years, uh, three, three sessions, and my term ends. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just such a, a pure pleasure and joy to connect with such high-minded, uh, loving people. So uh, if any of you uh, are interested in that, I'm just saying that board position will be open. There'll be several open. Think about it. There's so much love there and so much uh, ability to give service. So I'm celebrating the board. 
You took away my other celebration, yes. We had a full day retreat, and I will be sharing updates with you in the next week or two about, about what's going on. Okay, Dave. Hi, everybody. Um, um, I'm celebrating a, someone I've idolized and loved since I was like 12, Tom Grant, who's a, a piano player that I've looked up to, and I became friends with him lately. He's been, he's been, Vanna over there, thank you. He's been renting my gear and stuff, and I've always loved him, and I've always idolized him. And he came up with the idea to play a benefit concert for me, here on this beautiful piano, here in this beautiful building. And I'm really touched because he's usually, you know, all the big gigs in Portland, and he's coming down here to play for us. And uh, so buy your tickets, and it's, it goes to my cancer, uh, cancer treatment support, but you got to see Tom Grant. That's the important part because he's so amazing. So I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. So and if you have a place, they've brought a few posters. So if anyone has a spot to possibly put one up, that'd be wonderful. But amazing. December 18th. Okay, Donna. I'm celebrating the power of prayer. I put it in a prayer request a few weeks ago for my friend Anne, one of my best friends from Ashland. Um, her, the house that she wanted was really way overpriced, but the uh, seller came down and she uh, is closing, I think, on Friday. Wow. And Bob. We haven't seen Bob here for a little while, so nice to see your face again. Thank you. Yeah, it is nice to be back here, but uh, Ed Davis used to do the sound work. Stand up, Ed. Uh, so he's been staying with me for a week, and uh, we've been enjoying each other's company. So I'm celebrating Ed. It's like a blast from the past. These two guys were, yeah, were members for many years, and... And so, anyone else have an in-person? Okay, Jane, we'll do her last celebration. Because I know Kevin has lots to share for his talk. Oh, and hi, kiddos. <laughs> I'm celebrating the power of prayer also. I put in a, a claim that for harmony in several relationships in my life, and um, one of them was with my husband and my grandson, who can kind of get at each other sometimes and and Jeff took Nolan for a movie date and a dinner date and they had a great time and it was all harmonious this weekend and another one is uh, two of my sisters who are not really speaking to each other and one wrote a very heartfelt letter and and texted me this morning to say she'd just done that and please pray on and Sunday at unity that um, the other one is receptive so Things are moving, <laughs> I'm grateful. Beautiful, and good job, Jeff. Way to step up with the crazy 10-year-old boys. I know how they get, I had two of them. So, all right, and I'm gonna be a cheerleader for Kevin today, because you're gonna rock the show, honey. Okay, thank you. We're on prayer. Um, here at Unity, we see prayer as a tool for negotiating ourselves and relationship with life, but also as, uh, as being powerful manifestors. And in the back of your chairs is a prayer form that you can fill out and, and drop into the gift basket that we'll pass around later. And um, also online, there's a, a button you can push or go to the website to, uh, to submit a prayer. 
These prayers are prayed on locally for a week and then sent to silent unity where they're prayed on for 30 days. And we see prayer as focused thought for manifestation and also prayer as a tool to bring ourselves from a place of disempowerment to a place of empowerment and acceptance. And on the subject of prayer, let's do our morning prayer. If, if you would take a moment with me, let's close our eyes and let's just bring our attention down into the center of our body. And uh, this is how I pray. Let's pray here together. Mother, Father, birther of the cosmos, precious, benevolent love. It is of our own free moral agency we choose to come together today as a community to support and embrace each other as whole beings. Let us recognize that we are in connection with all things. And of this, let us look at ourselves in the world and choose to bless it. We have the power of blessing. Let's take this moment to send blessings out and feel blessings within. And so it is. And we now we have Soul Shine again with our next song. And now we have our affirmative prayer, and we say this each week. And affirmative means we're affirming it on our own minds and speaking it out into existence. So as we say this together, say it like you mean it. Love is our ultimate reality. Everywhere, present and whole, it radiates abundantly and creates good in my life and in the world. As we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer illumined and illumined by love. And so it is. And now it's time for our meditation. And Ram Das said that the mind makes a wonderful servant but a terrible master. And in the act of meditating, 
we're exercising control over our minds. So as we come here, let's recognize our minds as this powerful tool we have to direct in whichever way we wish. And in this moment, let's direct it in, out of the world, out of the noise, into this eternal now in which we sit in. Let's take a deep breath. And with this breath, let's let go. Let's let go of all that is not of this moment. We are an orb of light that shines away all that is not of love, truth, and integrity. And today a beautiful talk is about to happen with insights and inspirations. And of our own free will, let's free up space to receive these beautiful gifts. And so it is. And now our first song. singing as the dawn begins to break before I even open up my eyes I give myself a minute to take stock and realize that I'm breathing so even if the sky looks gray man I get to live for another day I get to live for another day yeah. Now when I go to work to earn my keep I think about the climb of life and how the hill can look so steep <laughs> I do the best I can with what I got Cause like that boy Hamilton, I'm not throwing away my shot I keep dreaming Whatever's gonna come my way And I get to live for another day I get to live for another day, yeah I ain't saying life is only full of happy times, no a matter of fact, sometimes it's full of downright crappy times when you hear my song full of catchy tunes and snappy rhymes I hope to change your mood to one of gratitude and hear you say Thank God I get to live another day, yeah Oh yeah I get to live for another I get to live for another day I get to live for another day, yeah, yeah sleep I do like the old song says and count my blessings stare the sheep 
think of the abundance that I've had. Despite all my trials and trips, I can't help but feel so glad and so grateful. And as I'm drifting off, I say, man, I got to live for another day. I got to live for another day. I got to live for another day, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to live for another day. Oh, 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 oh. Come on, come on, come on, let me show you what I'm talking Funny, deeply spiritual, and he's a heady cat. Heady cat. Heady cat. Hey, Eric, didn't you even tell everybody that was an original song, too? You guys know that? One of Eric's original tunes? Kind of amazing, I must say. Um, Nate, you can go ahead and switch to the first thing here. So I'm going to try some technology stuff that's a little different because I'm a visual guy, so I want to have some visuals to share with you guys and some videos and that sort of stuff. And, and it's uh, funny because usually I'm back there and I'm producing and I'm directing the speakers. And one thing I tell them is don't move around too much. And, and now I'm realizing I'm going to break that rule completely because it's impossible to not stay still while you're talking. So sorry, Laurel. And thank you, people in the booth. I, I want to thank Laurel and Nate and, of course, Nico and Nolan, who's not here right now, but they've been, oh, and Suzanne. Suzanne is here. Amazing, helping keeping everything running in the back there. And I actually feel like I can go away and it's all going to be smooth. So thank you to those guys for stepping in, stepping up. So, back in somewhere just before 1939, this uh, old retired Army colonel, his name is Colonel Bradford, stepped into a room and talked to one of his friends, and he told his friend, this adventure friend of his, they were sharing stories, and he said, I've been everywhere in my life, but there's this one thing I've been hearing about, it's the fountain of youth that these guys in Tibet have discovered, and I want to find it. I want to find the fountain of youth. Come with me. Let's go to Tibet. Let's search for this fountain of youth. Well, his buddy, you know, him hawed, him hawed, and thought about it, and then finally decided, no, I'm not going to go with you. But, uh, you know, if anything happens, I'll write about it. And so he sent him off. He went off on his own, and he didn't hear from him for almost four years. And four years and a few days later, he came back, and the guy, his friend, was at home, and he got a knock on the door, and he says, 
Colonel Bradford here to see you, and it didn't sound like Colonel Bradford, but he said, come on up. So he came up to his room, he opened the door, and the Colonel Bradford was this older guy, he was in his 60s, but he had been through a lot, and he was kind of hunched, and he walked with a cane, and little, you know, he was feeling the age. And this guy before him was youngish looking, he was no cane, he was standing up tall, he was vibrant, and he said, my friend, I'm here, I'm back. I said, you're not Colonel Bradford. And it was. It was Colonel Bradford. He had come back. And he said, I had found the fountain of youth. I went to Tibet, went to India. I went up into the mountains. I finally convinced these monks that there's been stories about them for ages, about their health and vitality. I convinced them to let me study with them. And I did for four years. And it's a miracle. And I want to share it. Write down this story. And so he started to write a book about the story. And it's called The Five Tibetan Rites. Some of you might have heard of it. A few years ago, my prayer partner told me about this, and I thought, oh, she's like in her 70s and vibrant and healthy and looks much younger than than she is. And so I said, oh, I'll check it out. And so I got this book, and I read the book, and I started doing them after reading this very short, simple book. And I've been doing these five Tibetan rites every day since then. It's been about four years or so. And I... I'm kind of amazed at how good I feel physically pretty much all the time. And you know, when you get older, you measure your fitness level, um, not by the gym, but like how sore you get the next day after helping a friend move, right? Like that's your measure. If you're walking like this the next day, I moved some boxes and now I'm ready. Well, I don't get sore anymore. And, and Jim can attest, we've moved a lot of boxes in his truck for people and I just don't get sore. And I'm healthy and I'm limber. And I, I can do, I feel like I can do anything, although I probably shouldn't. But the point of that was, it was that story that I read and took to heart. And even though it sounded a little fantastical, the things he was saying about, you know, his hair growing back, and I'm going, shoot, that'd be great. I'm going to do it. I was <laughs> like the first thing, okay, if my hair is going to grow back, I'm going to start doing these things. But he started talking about all these cool things, and it sounded a little fantastical. But the point was, the story got me. The story engaged me, and I started doing it, and I made changes in my life that changed my life, my health. So why are stories so important? Stories sell the message. Facts don't convince us. This is pretty obvious, right? Facts don't convince us. If you look at politics, you can look at studies that have tested where they show people who have an opinion. They say, okay, here are the facts. Now rate your opinion again, and they'll, still, they'll rate themselves higher on the original opinion after being shown that they're wrong. Like, these studies are crazy. You can look them up. They're all over the place. And I did a lot of research. Facts don't convince people. Stories convince people. Why are Bible stories so popular, so powerful? They're stories that move us emotionally, powerfully. They engage us. And what we're going to learn and see from Ted Lasso, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is they're relatable. And I think that's probably one of the flaws in some of the Bible stories, is they're not relatable to us today, as much as we can see the wisdom in them, right? The power of stories, too, is in that we repeat them, right? You hear a good story, you tell it to somebody else, you, tell it, you play it back in your head. I know, I, I listen to episodes or shows or something that I've seen, and it's a great story, and I play it back in my head. Don't you do that too? 
Like you replay that. Oh, such a great story. You replay, you listen to it again. That is a prayer, isn't it? Isn't that what prayer is? Repeat that thing in your head until you believe it and you know it's true. The good stories can do the same for us. So, why are negative stories so popular? Anyone want to take a guess <laughs> why negative stories are so popular? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's built into us. It's part of our being to be scared when somebody tells us, watch out for that tiger down by the water. You want to pass it on to your tribe members so you don't get eaten by the saber-toothed tiger. Like, imagine, okay, so here's Croc. He's sitting there with his tribe, and he's telling the kids, kids, when I was your age, I went down by the water, and this giant saber-toothed tiger jumped out of the bushes and gnawed on my leg and took my leg off. That's why this leg is gone. Then he gnawed on this leg and tore that out, and blood spurted everywhere, and I almost died, but I'm here to tell you about it. Don't go by the river. <laughs> Are those kids going to go by the river? <laughs> touche, touche, yeah. <laughs> Much better, though, than if he croc and told the kids, kids, don't go by the river. There's a danger by the river. Are the kids going to go by the river? Yes. There's a lot more yeses on that one, right? Okay. That's the power of, that's the, power of the bad story, but we have taking it to the extreme, we've played on the fact, the media has played on the fact that our minds are drawn to bad stories. There's, a, there's another study I read that's a, kind of amazing is that people who are negative are conceived or perceived as more intelligent than positive people. There's one study they did, I read, it's crazy. They, they, had a, they did a review of a play, and this was part of the test, and they wrote the review out very, very, um, intellectually, but they changed the words. One review was very positive, like they would say, this was a great thing, and the author was da-da-da-da-da, and they used positive words. And the other one was negative words. Same basic information, and then they showed it to two different audiences and asked them, what do you think of the intelligence and the knowledge of the critic who wrote these reviews? And 16% higher, more people thought the negative one was more intelligent and 18% more knowledgeable on the subject, simply because he was negative. That sucks, right? Now do you see why negative postings and stuff on, on, online and in the news, people think, oh, that guy must be really smart. He's bashing something today. He's, what a smarty pants. But it's not true. They're just playing on our innate desire to go towards negative news to save ourselves. But that's no good. Habits, things that we do over and over again, make us. There's a great book called Atomic Habits. If you guys haven't checked into it, that's a great one. But I started to think about the habits of these negative implants that we get build up, build up, build up into our lives and become part of our being, and that's the, the really scary thing. And speaking of scary things, <laughs> um, speaking of scary things, Okay, I think we're back on track. So think about, I actually can pull stuff from the Bible too. I got really inspired by some of our speakers here pulling Bible things. I'm like, shoot, I gotta get a Bible quote up here. So finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 
and there's no hidden messages in there, what is it saying? Think about good stuff all the time, every day. Think about good stuff. Fill your brain with good stuff, not negative stuff. It's not rocket science. It's pretty simple. <laughs> One of the things I, I, I hear in my own head, and I know that some of you are probably thinking too, is I've tried to think positive and it, it's not that easy. I just can't say think positive. Kevin, think positive. You know, Joanne, think positive, you're telling yourself. And it's not that easy, but the, the good news is, at least for this little chunk of nugget today, is that you don't have to really convince yourself. All you gotta do is two things. Get rid of the crap and fill it with good stuff. Simple. And then your thinking will start to change and become more positive without any effort on your part. It's easy. It's easy as watching a film. Let me tell you about a, a scary film, scary situation. Uh, some of you have you've heard this story because this was transformative for me, and it was about five years ago, and I'm sitting watching. I, am, I used to be an action movie zombie lover. Anything with action, anything with shooting, killing, especially zombies, right up my alley. I know, some of you are laughing. You're like, huh? This wussy guy up here, zombie killer? And I just watched The uh, uh, Walking Dead. That was my favorite show. Watched every episode. Almost got Claire to watch it, but no, that didn't work. <laughs> and at the end of one of the seasons, the very last episode, I was sitting there watching it, and there was this particularly brutal scene of violence. And it wasn't violence towards zombies. It was just violence for the sake of violence. And I turned that show off when it was done, and I sat there on the couch, and I just cried. And I'm going to swear right now, and I said, what the fuck am I doing to myself? Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I feeding my brain this garbage? And from that day, I did not watch another action movie, another violent show. I did not watch any news. Nothing negative goes into my head if I can help it. And it's, it was hard, and I know a lot of you who are into action movies are going to say, yeah, but I can tune it out. I can put it in perspective. I don't think you can. I think it goes into your subconscious and messes with you. You can't stop it from messing with you. It was like... Um, I'm not an alcoholic, but I imagine those of you who are alcoholics and recovering might know, it's like you don't realize how bad it was until you stop. That's what I imagine being an alcoholic is like. It's like you, once you're clean, you're like, crap, that was, I was nasty. Right? So now, we have a chance to turn it around. I think, you know, I think last week Sylvia said something really profound about um, uh, you don't have to have a tragedy in your life to be, have an awakening or something like that, which I thought was really beautiful. But in my case, I really kind of did need a <laughs> something shocking like this, this film to wake me up and, and make me make a change in my life that has transformed me. <laughs> so I'm scrolling through Facebook. <laughs> I was scrolling through Facebook a few weeks ago, a month ago, I don't know how long ago, and you know, skimming past the garbage posts, the post pictures of people's bloody surgeries, and 
you know, whatever it is. And I see Joanne Pasmore made a post about Ted Lasso. And I had heard about Ted Lasso. I'm like, a story about a soccer coach? I hate sports. Like, I don't know a goal from a toilet bowl, really. And why would I want to watch this show, you know? But she said the same thing. She's like, I don't like soccer, but this is the best show ever. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch it. I'll check it out. <laughs> and good thing I did, because what is Ted Lasso? Is it, everybody here seen it, by the way? A lot haven't. Awesome. Woo! Fresh meat. Yes. <laughs> it is a show. It's on Apple TV if you, haven't, if you want to find it. It's a series. We just finished season two. And it is one of the most unique shows, and that it is all about positivity, kindness, forgiveness, vulnerability, apologies, and seeing the best in people, encouraging people. And it's freakishly funny, so funny. Like, I laugh and cry every episode. You know, cry till I laugh till I cry, or cry till I'm, because I'm sad, whatever it is. But it's just amazing. It is something so different out there that it's, 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 it's a landmark type of thing. Um, Jason Sudeikis, who actually created, and he's a lead actor in it, um, and one of the co-writers of the show, he was on Saturday Night Live recently, and I loved his quote. He came out and he said, oh, I'm so you know, happy about the success of my show, and I'm really surprised that it's so popular in the United States because it's about two things that Americans are not very excited about, which is soccer and kindness. <laughs> Which is true, you know? We're, people are eating it up, and it's amazing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some things with you, um, a few clips, but it's going to be a spoiler if you haven't seen it yet, but it's not. And I thought about this. <laughs> I thought about this very carefully, like where did they share some of these scenes, because some of these are my, the best scenes from the show, uh, is that I've watched it already two and a half times. I'm on my third time watching through, and it gets better each time, so I... I've watched these clips over and over, probably 10, 20 times. And each time, my heart goes out, and I think about it, I relive it. So I don't think it's going to be a complete spoiler for you, and I'm sorry. But if it is, if, you, if you're one of those that don't like spoilers, this is the time when you're going to want to cover your ears, close your eyes, pretend you're one of the monkeys, you know, monkey see, monkey no do, and just blah, blah. You can hum to yourself, but not too loud so you don't disturb everybody. All right? So this, I'm going to preface this. This is uh, just kind of give you a taste of what what Ted is about, what he's like, and he has been hired, he's a, a U.S. football coach that's been hired to go to the U.K. and be a soccer coach, and the woman that hired him, his boss, who owns the team, um, she's a hard ass, you know, to say, to say it leastly. <laughs> but anyway, he's moved his whole life over to the U.K., and now he's had his first day um, coaching. So let's see what's going on here. It's a long time to wait, Ted. Well, I respect you didn't hurry. So, how was your first official day? I'm not entirely sure what y'all's smallest unit of measurement is over here, but that's about how much headway I made. <laughs> and yet you seem undeterred. Mm. Solid entrance. What would you rather be, a lion or a panda? I don't have time for this. Okay. Ted. Gotta go panda. Are you mad? Pandas are fat and lazy and have piss-stained fur. 
Lions are powerful and majestic and rule the jungle. Try telling that to an elephant. Ooh, could I be an elephant? Mm-mm, lion or panda? Panda. Lion! What's black and white and red all over? I don't know what. A panda that gets anywhere near a f***ing lion. The answer is lion. All right. That Rebecca is an intimidating, very tall woman. I mean, the minute she locked eyes with me, I, like, started sweating. Oh, no. You know, she got some pencil, all right, but you just got to hop over. Hi, babe. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jamie, what would you rather be? A lion or a panda? Coach, I'm me. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to be anything else? I'm not sure you realize how psychologically healthy that actually is. Mm. Cheers. Night, Porter. Wow. He's a lion. Definitely a lion. Mm -hmm. Scene. It's, here he is, his first day. It's horrible. He's got this Horatius boss, and he's just pulling the best attitude ever. He's happy, he's delighted to make a new friend in Keeley. There's something to be happy about, right? No matter what's going on in the world. And the little things like the last line about, coach, why would I want to be anything else? I'm me. Isn't that, that's like truth, so true. Why would you want to be anything else? And then for him just to recognize that, I don't think you realize how psychologically healthy that actually is. <laughs> that's, just, that's just brilliant. I love it. So he's, he's composed. He's, he's unshakable. In fact, he go, all around the town, people think they call him a wanker all over town to his face because he's screwing up their football team. And he just smiles and says, good day. Hello. You know? And a lot of us are going to watch it and go, yeah, right. I'd be... I'd be smacking him in the face, I'd be yelling back at him, but then that's the whole point of this, is that we can see ourselves in his shoes, emulating him, doing the things that he does, and being, becoming better people because of it, right? All right. One of the things I think that makes Ted so relatable is he's fallible. He's human. He screws up. He makes mistakes. He's even a little depressed on the side. But he always owns up, he apologizes, he comes clean, he makes amends, and he moves forward. And I think that is such amazing, amazing quality for us to emulate and to also realize, and that's why I'm saying this here, heroes as mentors should not be perfect. That's one of the issues I have with Jesus. Sorry, God. <laughs> Jesus was too perfect. How are we supposed to emulate Jesus? I mean, like, we can see ourselves walking in Ted Lasso's shoes, right, except for the walking on water part, because how can you see yourself walking in water? As much as you think, and we talk about, we can do anything that Jesus does. He told that in the Bible. What are these things I do? You can do. Great. But do we all really, really believe that we can walk on water? Not yet, maybe, yes. But in this life, right now, today, I have a hard time living up to Jesus. I don't have a hard time living up to Ted Lasso. Right? So, if Jesus does it for you, awesome. But you may want to find a hero, a mentor, that is really more relatable. More like, I can see myself in his or her shoes. And then, boom, you've got a magical story that's going to change your life. All right, this next one here... And again, I'm going to refer to my gospel according to Ted. This is uh, season one, episode eight, <laughs> verses 
this is my favorite scene in the entire show, my, probably one of my favorite scenes of the entire history of television for me. And again, this is a spoiler, but it's, it's phenomenal. And, and it's even more phenomenal when you see the story behind it, if you've, you've, you've lived up into this point with the story here. So let me share this with you, and then we'll talk about it. Wait. I'm going to tell you what, preface it. Ted's having lunch with his boss, and his, his boss, Rebecca, has this uh, philandering ex-husband, and his name is Rupert, and he shows up in the bar, and uh, he's quite an expert at darts and challenges Ted to a, a little game with some pretty high stakes. Hmm. Mate, what do I need to win? Two triple twenties and a bullseye. <laughs> Good luck. Mm. You know, Rupert, guys have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It used to really bother me. But then one day, I was driving my little boy to school, and I saw this quote by Walt Whitman. It was painted on the wall there. It said, be curious, not judgmental. I like that. So I get back in my car, and I'm driving to work. And all of a sudden, it hits me. All them fellas that used to belittle me, not a single one of them were curious. You know, they thought they had everything all figured out, and so they judged everything, and they judged everyone. And I realized that they're underestimating me. <sighs> Who I was had nothing to do with it. Because <laughs> if they were curious, they would ask questions, you know? Questions like, have you played a lot of darts, Ted? <laughs> Which I would have answered, yes, sir. Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 to I was 16 when he passed away. Barbecue sauce. Lovely consolation prize. Rebecca, Ted, enjoy your evening. May, as always. Oh, shit, that felt good. That was fun, yeah. <laughs> Only one thing left to do now. What's that? And I think that um, that resonates with a lot of people because I've heard people repeating this um, in everyday conversations and things. Be curious, not judgmental. Isn't that such a foundational piece of what we believe in or should believe in? Be curious, not judgmental. And what's kind of cool is that, you know, no matter what happens, Ted remains calm and kind. No matter what people are doing to him, around him, insulting him, he always finds a way to remain kind. He may not be happy about it, but he's kind. And there are times when he gets a little mean. I think there were a couple episodes of that. But he comes clean, and there's a good reason for it. And then he apologizes. He makes it right. And I think that's such an amazing, amazing 
quality. And most characters in the, in the show, what I also love is that every character, even the ones that are villains, have an opportunity to improve themselves, to better, to turn it around, and most of them eventually do. I don't know, I'm still wondering about Rupert, though. I don't know, I sort of think he's lost cause, but <laughs> maybe season three, I don't know. We'll see. So, boys and girls, what we have now are the eight principles of Ted Lasso. <laughs> Kindness, of course, gratitude, forgiveness, vulnerability, curiosity, accountability, which I think is really, really important. And of course, optimism, faith, or what Ted says, believe, is a sign posted over his office, which is what Claire's little joke was about this morning. Um, and playfulness. And I think, all except for playfulness, most of these things are in every major religion or faith, aren't they? In some form or shape, right? I think playfulness should be in everything, but that's Ted, and Ted's my new gospel now, so I don't really care what the other religions say. I'm including playfulness as part of our religion to follow. And what I, again, one thing I think is really, really important here is that Ted, as our exemplar, is believable, he's real. We can relate. And that's sort of the importance of the story factor here, is if you're, if you're letting stories guide your life with heroes and exemplars that are not believable to you, really believable to you, you're going to have a hard time emulating them. You're going to feel let down when you can't live up to them. Ted Lasso is somebody we can all live up to. The theory of Ted Lasso. We all know he's fake. We all know, we, most of us know, <laughs> a lot of the Bible stories were made up. They're just purely stories, but there are truths in those non-facts. There are truths in this completely non-factual story. And that's the most important thing. All right, I've got some homework to throw out to you guys. I'm gonna show you another clip here in a, in a minute here to wrap it up, but I wanna encourage us all to do something. So I got homework. And if you do the homework, I'm gonna give you a gift. Ta-da! And here's the rub. The, if you do your homework, it will change your life. And a lot of you are gonna find it really hard to do. Not Hard physically, like it's a lot of work, but just mentally hard to do. Okay, so here it is, the 30-day challenge. For the next 30 days, eliminate all news, negative TV, media, movies, no gratuitous violence. Scan very quickly past anything on your social media that, you, that is any way negative. And then you're going to fill that void of garbage that you just dumped with good stuff. One good, inspiring movie a week. I highly recommend Ted Lasso, watching it and breaking it up. It's very tempting to just binge watch the whole thing once you get on it, but break it up. Maybe I find that two episodes at a time is really nice, because then I, I want more than one, but two, I feel good, I feel like I got my dose. So fill it, and then create. What are your personal stories that you remember, the good stories in your life that inspire you, that you can rewrite, as more of a dramatic story, something that will inspire you because of the drama, make you remember it, make you excited about it. So rewrite, think about some of your own personal stories, journal them, write them down. You're gonna be positive, post-positive. Post-positive means anything you put online is good, it's inspiring, it's nice. Say something nice about somebody, 
just whining about anything, just stop. I know it's hard. Don't whine about stuff. Don't show pictures of your bloody stumped toe. <laughs> I, don't, I still don't get that. Why do people post that? Nobody wants to see that. Honestly, nobody, I mean, we just say, hey, I need some prayers for my healing. Woohoo! All right. Don't show me a picture of your bloody toe. Ew. Yuck. I'm not into zombies anymore. I don't need it. All right? Then, be curious. And this is one thing I, I, I my mentor, I call her my, my mentor of meeting, mom, which is not only my mom, but my wife, Claire, the mentor of meeting, the master of meeting, because she'll ask people questions. So be curious. So one of the things that Ted Lasso does so beautifully, and I love, is he'll go into a little coffee shop, and he's nice to the barista, and he asks them a question. How are you doing today? What's going on with you today? Everybody is open book. Everybody is worthy of finding out something about, from the littlest person to the most important, from his boss, and he won't show preference to anybody, whether it's a little person or the boss. So, how are we doing that every day? Your challenge is, wherever you're going, where it's the coffee shop, the grocery store, whatever, ask a question, but don't make it the typical, how are you? Fine. Ask a question that requires you to engage. How did you get to work today? It's raining. Did you bicycle today? Or tell me something about what you're, what you're, you're learning to be in this job, or whatever it is. <clears throat> you can come up with something. Okay. So be curious, and then you're going to journal about your experiences through the month, and if you share some of that with me at the end of the month, send it to me in an email. Um, I'm going to donate to you one of my images. I'm a professional photographer. I have images from all over the world, travel pictures. I have some beautiful ones, and I will print up a big print for you for free and let you pick whichever one you want. So I'll show you a gallery of hundreds of images you can pick from. So that's my gift to you. If you, thank you. I don't have a lot of money to give, but I do have the gift of beautiful images that I would love to share, and hopefully you will love them too. Um, and all you gotta do is just email me your experience after a month. And maybe if you're okay, you can let me know what I can share, what I can't, I might share it with other people too. And I wanna, I wanna start a revolution of kindness. I wanna, I wanna live Ted, you know? I don't wanna just watch the show, I wanna live it. All right, and here's, uh, <laughs> If you guys want, you can point your camera up there and just scan that. This is a list of good, happy movies and inspirational movies. That, it was such a great thing. Earlier this week, my prayer partner, who is Laurel, behind the camera back here, she just out of the blue sends me a message. Here, I started a list of all these great inspirational movies that I got off of a, out of the window of a movie store in Portland. Like she <laughs> downloaded pictures and then pulled and made a whole list. It was amazing. And I was like, whoa, that's perfect. So we started this online spreadsheet, and you can go there, you can check it out, you can find movies, you can add your own. I would really love for you guys to add your own if you have a movie that you love that inspired you. Um, go on there and add your own to it, and let's build a database of books and movies that are really beautiful, inspiring, fun movies. All right? Join us with that. Another great, sh a great show uh, is Somebody Feed Phil. I don't know if anybody's watched that yet. It's on Netflix. That is another awesome show. It's on a totally different plane than uh, Ted, but it's, it's so fun. It's about a guy that travels the world, a documentary, travels the world, tasting amazing food, meeting beautiful people, and having fun with them. What's better than that? Oh my God, that's, that's like my life dream. So somebody feed Phil. Check that one out. Right, I'm going to share one more uh, video with you guys. 
And oh, let's see, what are we, what's this one? This is from ah, season one, episode nine, verses 1522 in the book of Ted. <laughs> uh, this is my second favorite scene. And um, Rebecca, who's Ted's boss, has a coming to Jesus, so to speak. Um, and she needs to confess something to Ted. All I want is to talk to you. I have something I need to tell you. Oh, deja vu. <laughs> I'm a fucking bitch. Nope, that's new. Ted, I lied to you. I hired you because I wanted this team to lose. I wanted you to fail. And I sabotaged you every chance I've had. It was me who hired that photographer to take the photo of you and Keeley. I set up the interview with Trent Krim, hoping that he would humiliate you. And I instigated the transfer of Jamie Tart, even though you'd asked me not to. This club is all that Rupert has ever cared about, and I wanted to destroy it, to cause him as much pain and suffering as he has caused me. And I didn't care who I used or who I hurt. All you good people just trying to make a difference. Ted, I'm so sorry. If you want to quit or call the press, I'll completely understand. I forgive you. You what? Why? Divorce is hard. It doesn't matter if you're the one leaving or if you're the one who got left. It makes folks do crazy things. Hell, I'm coaching soccer, for heaven's sake. <laughs> In London. <laughs> I mean, that's nuts. <laughs> This job you gave me has changed my life. It gave me the distance I needed to see what was really going on. Yeah, but you and me, we're okay. Come on, just shake this hand. My arm's starting to get... I think that if you care about someone and you got a little love in your heart, there ain't nothing you can't get through together. You know what I'm saying? You're not just talking about us now, are you? Maybe. Maybe not. Okay. I'm gonna go change for practice, uh, training, practice, whatever. Who cares? I seen you down here, boss. You liven up the place. Isn't that so true? If you care about someone, you got a little love in your heart, ain't nothing you can't get through together. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about unity and our support of each other, support of each other's growth, our expression, 
even if it's a little different, a little off, like today, <laughs> from our usual. But we got a lot of love in our hearts here, and I think that's what's kind of amazing about this. So, I think what the most important message I want to leave you guys with, and if it, maybe it's already been clear, but is that the power of the stories that we're feeding ourselves, whether intentionally or unintentionally, through bad news, bad media, or the good things that we choose to focus on, like this, can make a tremendous difference in our hearts in our lives, and it has for me. It has changed my life, changed my world, brought me to unity, allowed me to express it through unity. The stories have changed my life. And my hope is that someday you'll be soon walking down the street and you'll encounter a tough situation and you'll say to yourself, what would Ted Lasso do? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think there's a paradigm shift happening and this kept ringing bells. In the 80s, you had all these sitcoms where the whole sitcom was based around one character that everyone made fun of. And the idea of being critical and judgmental meant you were the winner. You know, if you threw the biggest fit and were the most obnoxious, you were the most powerful. And now that's changing, that whole paradigm is, is what is really worthy. Having a peaceful heart or forgiving or being encouraging is really what is worthy and what is, what is powerful. Next up we have our uh, poignant and eloquent Donna B with the poem. <laughs> The gospel, according to you. What is it you are here for? What is it you are seeking? What is it you are willing to offer? Questions of all time, purpose and projection of a world that works for all. Or is it? If you watch the news, your views are skewed. You tumble and fumble to make sense of it all. Do we really want peace, community, love? Or are we just creating our own fake news to further fuel our righteous opinions? What news can we create? What if Jesus was sitting right next to you? What would you tell him? Probably that we would be better off if we listened to him. And as he spouted his gospel of harmony and watching out for each other. Or Mr. Rogers, first question, of course, is where did you get your sweater? <laughs> and then move on to how did you keep kids watching? His robust answer would be, I listened to them and spoke directly to their hearts. And Ted Lasso, he would sit you down over a cup of coffee and say, be real. Be you, be a cheerleader, be curious, nothing else matters. 
So my friends and readers of this poem, what say you about the world that you want to create? Is it full of doom and gloom, dark destinies and scary outcomes? Or is it full of hope, scintillating visions of peace and forgiveness so that we can move on to a newer, brighter day? Come on, let's face it. Pollyanna and Mary Poppins might have left the building for a while, but that doesn't mean we must succumb to the lowest of vibrations. It is time to rise up to our own inner light, wisdom, and power. It is time to rise up to our own inner light, wisdom, and power. It is time to rise up to our own inner light, wisdom, and power and be the avatars of justice, kindness, and absolute sovereignty. So what gospel will you be spouting and shouting today? It is up to us after all. Bring it on. Yeah. Look for the good in everything. Look for the people who will set your soul free. It always seems impossible until it's done. Look for the good in everyone. I see who you are, I guess 
get lost sometimes and I forget what I came here to do. I keep on trying. I keep on trying. When it gets frightening, look for the good in everything. Look for the people who will set your soul free. It always seems impossible until it's done. Look for the good. Look for the good. Look for the good in like to welcome anyone who's new here today. Is anyone new? Welcome. We have a, a welcome packet, and if anyone's new online, we have information online. And um, we have our offering next. We'd like to invite Russell and and we can text a gift. We have up on the screen and also online where we can text our gifts. This is a community-supported grassroots. And um, to give is to receive. Support what we feel is worthy in our lives. And we send these out.
I got gratitude in my heart. I got gratitude in my soul. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you for it all. the slide. Okay, everyone now. From the love of pure spirit within us, we bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal and bless and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly, and so it is. Yay! We have a few announcements. Um, next week we have guest musicians Brianna Blackbird and Drew DeMong. And Claire, do you have some information on them? Turn me up, Nico. Yeah, if you guys have seen, they've performed, they're amazing. They're Victor's friends from Atlanta. And Drew for over 30 years. Yeah, they've come and performed a few times in amazing so come and come and hear that and this week this week's self spiritual self-care class holy i am healing and wellness is a lifestyle and jane did you want to say something about that no we're we're good that's a, a class every monday anyone can drop on on each drop in on each class and coming up is a bottle drop holiday give campaign and um we want sylvie was is not here today bottle drop we use those we have blue bags out there but during it there's a certain time look for info in the newsletter where if you drop them off they will match your donation so I'll have dates and, and info in the newsletter for that and this Friday night is a full moon <laughs> and here at unity we're gonna have an open mic poetry and spoken word night and we're gonna be able to interact with the audience um, people are going to come read something they've written or is meaningful to them. And it's uh, to build the community to get together for the art of spoken word. And everyone's invited to come down. And magic happens. When, and when you have actual humanity happening in real time, it, it's a beautiful, magical thing. And uh, Grandma's House and the Bethlehem Inn have their food project coming up. And there's more information on that. We will. Here, I have more to say about that. I want to introduce Andy Cardwell. Come up here for a second, Andy. So Andy is, she, we are welcoming her. She is, um, 
actually spearheading this. So we had a lot of members who said, I want to be doing, how do I act? Because that's part of one of our principles, right? To support our community and to act. So she is our liaison with reaching out and finding what organizations need help and letting us know how they can help. So again, those are listed in the newsletter. They're also on the handout that you got when you arrived. So we have Grandma's House and, and um, Bethlehem Inn. And we have the Ben Food Project. And I just want you to know, I know I'm not the only one who's been reaching out. You guys have been doing that for a long time, and I'm new here. So I want for you to tell me, some of you are getting emails from me. So it's pandycardwell at yahoo.com. And read those. Uh, send to me ideas or things you would like to support. I am so excited to hear about it. Then I will be able to send those on to the group. And uh, we're a team. <laughs> so thank, thank you. you, thank you for having yeah. me. <laughs> thank you. And then last thing, right after service today, Jane, are you leading it? Jane, you want to talk about that? So right after the service, I'm going to have a new member orientation. And that is if you are ready to be a member, you've read the stuff online, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to be, or you're just curious, and you may be even here for the first time, and you're like, wow, what does this mean? But really, what this is about is if you believe that you want to be part of a community that is really here to embody love and, and wake up and, and be a part in waking up our world, if you want to be part of that and that resonates with you, then come and check it out. When we had a survey recently, and somebody said that, well, it looks like Jane is retiring, and she just hasn't told us yet, because we've had a lot of speakers recently. And I'm not retiring, not even close. But what I believe, <laughs> thank you, what, what I believe is that we are all here with so much light inside of us, and it's not supposed to be kept under a bushel. Jesus said that. <laughs> yeah. So what I really want to do, I mean, that cheerleading thing is real. I want to support all of us in stepping up and being who we came here to be and shining our light. And, and we all get inspired when we see that, <clears throat> I mean, how inspiring would it be if I was the only one that had anything to say? You know, I mean, yeah, for a while, but and then what would happen if something happened to me? You know, the whole community is gone because it was all about me. But that's not what this place is. This place is not all about me. It's all about us. And I don't care if this is the very first time you walked in this door. You have something to give. And we want that light. So if you're interested, we'll see how many of us can crowd into the little office. And if, if we have this landslide of people, what a problem to have. We'll pick a different space. But let's start there. OK, thank you. And we will have a prayer team available up front if someone would like to, to try out prayer. If there's something we wish to let go of or affirm in our lives as your attorney, I advise you to come up to the prayer chaplain. and. Uh, so now we have our prayer of protection. Mm -hmm. 
The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is because I am. Feel free to sing with us. You just you know the words because you just said them. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. Thank you.